Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, feline friends and cat lovers. This is Michelle Fern, your host on Catitude. Now, we all know cats love catnip, at least most of them, but, you know, they love a lot of other stuff, too. So we're going to talk about that as well as talk a little bit about cowboys on Catitude. We'll be right back. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to welcome Sebastian Bull. Besides being an amazing scientist, he is the owner, resident, master of taking care of all the cats at the Cowboy Cat Ranch in Texas. Welcome, Sebastian. Thank you so much for having me. Thrilled to have you. So what is the Cowboy Cat Ranch? Because it's very appropriate since you're in Texas, but people hear Cowboy Cat Ranch and think, what? Right? Yeah, absolutely. I just came back from an international conference in Costa Rica, and the badge that I was wearing said Cowboy Cat Ranch, and a lot of people were very confused. We indeed chose the name because we thought it was appropriate since we moved to Texas, and it all started with one of the first studies that we did with shelter cats in California. And when we went to the shelter, there was always one cat a very old, very thin cat who was always the first to greet. He was super adorable, absolutely lovable, and his name was Cowboy. So it had nothing to do with Texas whatsoever because, again, it was in California. And we, just before we moved, we had considered maybe to adopt him as well. At the time, we had five cats, but we were moving to San Antonio, Texas from the Los Angeles area. And that will be a, a very long drive. And we did not really think that that would suit him very well because he was so old and just a couple of days before we actually drove to to texas we uh, got the news that he passed away and yeah so that was heartbreaking and since we had purchased a ranch style house uh, just a little bit outside of san antonio we thought it was appropriate to you know in his memory to call the place Cowboy Cat Ranch. So kind of in memory of Cowboy. Absolutely. And if if people go to the Twitter account or our website, the cat that you'll see, that's uh, on on the Twitter account. It's a drawing that was made by uh, by an artist of Cowboy. And on the website, you can see his real picture. Very nice looking black cat. But you also do some interesting things at the Cowboy Cat Ranch besides, and I know that you, it's also kind of a, a reserve sort of for older cats. So what exactly do you do at the Cowboy Cat Ranch? It's, we, we do multiple things. 
So first of all, it's a place for, for cats. It's their forever home. And most of the cats are, are old. The two, five were adopted back in California. Uh, the first two that we adopted were, were seniors. And the last two that we adopted were adopted from different places in, in Texas. But after having more experience with cats in a shelter, I always feel very attracted to the older ones, to the ones that have been there for a long time, the ones that are ignored most of the time by, by many people because they're not as active and playful as the kittens. So for example, uh, we adopted Pumpkin. She was at the time, I believe six or seven years old, diagnosed with a heart disease and she was in the, in the shelter already for half a year. So we were thinking that, you know, as soon as there's more place, because right now with seven cats, we're really at the max. We definitely want to make this a place where older cats can, can live their last years and get some love instead of having to pass away in a shelter like Cowboy did. Oh, that's nice that you do that. How many cats do you have now? Right now we're at seven. Seven. Okay. Not too bad. And it's not, <laughs> if they're inside your home, which is a ranch style home, it's not like a huge ranch where they run wild. They're not outdoors, right? No, they're all indoors. And with indoors, I also mean um, large outdoor enclosures that we had built. First thing, pretty much when we bought the house, we tried to, we looked for a contractor who could help us build a large outdoor enclosure. And then through the years, I, I also built one on the other side of the house. So every cat has the opportunity to go outside as much as they want while they're still being safe. And while also the local wildlife is still being safe. That's smart to do. I'm big on that, you know, in at least in the US, I know in other countries, it's a little different, especially like in the UK, I had some people on, I've had guests from the UK saying, you know, no, here we do outdoor and whatever, or maybe if you're in a rural area, but I think if you're in any kind of suburb or city in the US, cats, you know, if they're outdoor cats, it's just risky. Sometimes you have community ones, feral ones that wouldn't do good in home, but there it's just, there's too many detriments out there with wildlife or cars and, and people and everything else. So do you go to shelters and just cruise the senior cat section or is it like a lore, like if you look at them online, oh gosh, if this poor cat's been here so many months, how can I stop myself from going to add I'm surprised you're at seven. I would probably be at like 14 or something. Well, my wife plays a big role in this. Um, <laughs> but I think I, I think it's also very important that you can afford all the medical care that they would need. And with them getting older, we are allocating a certain amount of money each month just to make sure that we can afford all their veterinary care. Also, in case of emergencies, when they would have uh, when they would need special surgery, etc., so that's one of the reasons why we think that seven now is is the limit. Plus, as you see more often with cats than with dogs, they don't all get along very well. So space becomes limited. And yeah, but if it would be up to me, I shouldn't go to a shelter because every time I go to a shelter, it seems that we end up bringing one cat home. But yeah, there unfortunately, there are limits. So at the moment, it's not something that we actively do because like I mentioned, I, I think we are at capacity right now. So, but something else that we do is we also try to, and that's mostly via Twitter, try to entertain by, you know, posting or tweeting lovely pictures of the cats, but also try to inform cat caregivers of uh, uh, things they can do to enrich the life of their cats, especially when they're indoors. It's important to 
you know, bring outside inside a little bit and make sure that they have enough vertical space or things to climb on and wall shelves. And as I call them portals, I make small holes really high up so that the cats can go from one room to another using wall shelves, but also plants and food puzzles, et cetera, et cetera. So that's, that's another, that's the second goal of Cowboy Cat Ranch. I'm sorry, what's the second goal? So trying to inform other cat caregivers on how they can enrich the environment for their cats. Okay, before we get into some of the things we're going to talk about in the second half, which is some of your research, what are some ways you can enrich your cat's life? I think one very important thing is vertical space. So right now we are at, I think, 42 cat trees. 42? Yes. (laughs) I have three cats in house because the other two are like community cats, but they have a house also outside. I have, I think, three on my catio and three inside. And I thought that was a lot. I'm impressed. 42. 42. (laughs) Are they all little tiny ones? Are they vertical? I mean, 42. They are actually all about six foot or taller. The thing is, so we are originally from the Netherlands, my wife and I. So we moved to the United States in 2011, 11 years ago. And then six years ago, we moved from California to Texas. So we don't have a lot of things. And we pretty much dedicate our home and a significant portion of our life to helping non-human animals. So I would say 80% of all the furniture in the house is probably cat tree or, or something else for cats. And you'd be surprised, but they all use every single cat tree very, very frequently. I probably would not be so surprised because they do love climbing on things. In my house, there's a piano and they use that as their cat tree. One of them does anyway. That's the sleeping <laughs> place. The other one likes to sleep underneath the uh, piano. But it's interesting the things that they make their own, you know? I mean, obviously, with all those cat trees, they have plenty of room And you must have happy cats because they love those things. They love climbing up and roaming around. So Sebastian, what I was going to ask you is, do you find even with all of those cat trees that your cats seem to make something their own that's just questionable? Like if you have, you know, those grocery bags that everybody's using right now. I mean, if you lived in California, especially Los Angeles, they're so green and into sustainability and all this great stuff. So you know how you have a shopping bag and you're maybe your Trader Joe's bag, it's just laying on the floor. you didn't put it away yet. And all of a sudden your cat plops on it. Like this is the best blanket thing on the floor for me to lay on ever. And they just love it. It's better than a bed. That's their thing. Absolutely. One of the cats, her name is Namibia. We call her after the country that we had the opportunity to visit in the southern part of Africa. Whenever there's something that falls on the ground, it being a blanket or even a cat bed, and it falls upside down on the floor, she appreciates it a lot. And we would sometimes come home and find our sleeping on it. Grocery bags, like as you mentioned, absolutely as well. And the most recent example was when I was packing for my trip to Costa Rica, we had this little suitcase open and three of the cats were thinking, oh, this is the best cat bed ever. Thank you so much. Why do you travel with my cat bed? And they were in there for many, many hours and they absolutely loved it. Oh my gosh. That reminds me of this. There's a British comedian, Miranda Hart. And one of her, she did a three-year sitcom that was comedy, super funny. And in one of her shows, she has a little kitten that's in the suitcase that's going around. And um, 
it's just funny as anything because cats will, they'll surprise you. What about in closets? I've had my cat freak me out a little bit in a closet where I'm looking for something. I have a big closet with too much stuff. And all of a sudden, ah, there's the cat there. I mean, how did the cat get in? And, and it's like, surprise, you must have a lot of that happening too, right? Well, we actually only have one walk-in closet at the moment. And it's one of the very few places that we keep cat free unless we're actually there. But yeah, when the door is open and uh, they have the opportunity, they love to hide underneath the clothes or on the shelves in there as well. Absolutely. Well, yeah, of course you want to minimize because the opportunity, because uh, claws and clothes don't get along. But there's been times I've seen them try to sneak in because, oh, what's this? This I haven't explored before. All these fun places to jump and play and whatever. It's like, no, no. This is a funny story. I had my other show is Best Bets for Pets and I have various products that come in. And I had a carrier that I had opened and, you know, checked out and was going to use before the show. And so when I brought it back in from my car, I flattened it down, but didn't put it away. Well, that thing was out for maybe two months because one cat got up, another cat would go on there. I don't know what it was that was attracting them, but they just loved it. I could see a suitcase, you know, I could see laying on, you know, cloth or whatever, but this was a collapsed carrier for when your pets are, you're driving with your pets. Why? <laughs> you just don't know why, what drives them to this, something like this, right? It's bizarre. Yeah, I, I, th I think the fact that something's just new and they're incredibly curious animals, but I think you're raising something very, very important. It's actually a really good idea to have the carriers that you use to transport the cats to just have it available 24-7 throughout the year in the house so that they can become familiar with it and they feel comfortable inside. So I would actually recommend that to, to everyone to, to actually do that. Maybe you put like a blanket or a pillow in there, make it a cat bed, make it a, a, a nice safe space. So when the next time you have to transport your cat, you can do it in, a, in something that they feel comfortable in. Very good idea. I've heard that too from a lot of veterinarians and a lot of guests when we've you know, talked about that kind of thing. I only have one cat that just walks into the cat carrier and then comes out and that's Dennis. He just goes in, but he's weird. He's, he's, <laughs> he's like a dog cat. He's part Maine Coon. Anyway, we're going to take a fast break and then we're going to talk about your cat's reactions to plants because Sebastian is also an incredible scientist. We'll be right back. Molly, here's your dinner. <laughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your cat tree tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet 
Welcome back, everyone. We're speaking with Sebastian Bull. He is the owner of the Cowboy Cat Ranch. Sebastian, you've also done a lot of amazing research with cats' reactions to plants. What inspired you to do this? Well, so pretty quickly after we adopted our first cats, as I shared with you before, we decided to keep them indoors and we wanted to enrich their environment. So we wanted to make inside a little bit more exciting for them. And um, obviously we started to learn about catnip and we got some catnip and we gave it to them and they were completely like, meh, we don't like this. We're not interested. What are you putting on the floor for us? Uh, this is just some green stuff. We're not interested. Wait, none of them? None of them? Because I know not all cats, but usually like 80% or 70% like catnip. None of your cats liked it? None of the five that that, wow. we, that were living with us. Yeah. So we bought uh, a living catnip plant and Ollie really loved uh, the pot. So he would just sit on it and the plant would be destroyed. He had no interest in the plant whatsoever, but he thought the soil and the pot was, you know, like we just <laughs> talked about, it was made for him and he owned the pot. So also the, the living plant didn't really work. So that's what sparked my interest. And there were you know, some reports online, but not really any studies done with cats where they looked at how many cats respond and how do the cats respond so this is what we then decided to do next so you did a study with cats responsiveness to valerian honeysuckle silver vine and i think catnip right correct and what were your results did you have any surprising findings as you mentioned the 70 or 80 percent that's what you hear a lot like how many cats respond to catnip so we first of all we wanted to with a really large study we wanted to see if that number was accurate so we tested 100 cats all in a shelter and the 70 percent seems very accurate so that was very reproducible but we were very interested in the 30 percent. so we tested 100 cats and 30 of them did not respond to catnip so we were particularly interested if those 30 cats would have an interest in some of the other plants and it turned out that about 80% of them actually really loved silver vine, deuterian, honeysuckle, or valerian root. I know what honeysuckle and valerian root are, but what is silver vine? So I have to say that for the, uh, for the honeysuckle, there are a lot of different honeysuckle species, and it's only deuterian honeysuckle. Silver vine is a, a plant that grows mostly in Southeast Asia and Japan. It's quite popular there. It's also called matatabi in Japan. And it's actually a kiwi plant. I'm growing them in Texas right now. They have a really hard time in the sun, but they do produce at some point kiwi fruits and you can just eat them. Wow, that is interesting. And in one study, I think you did larger felines as well. Correct. Yeah, we, we collaborated with the people at Big Cat Rescue in Tampa, Florida, which is an absolutely amazing place for the cats. And we had the opportunity to also see if bobcats would respond to the silver vine. We tested tigers and lions and I think also a, a mountain lion. And surprisingly, none of the tigers were interested. They really seemed to be a different subgroup within the group of felines. But the, especially the bobcats, they absolutely loved it. Wow. Interesting. Why is it important for cats to stimulate them, their olfactory glands? You know, as far as, I mean, we're stimulating them with cat trees and 
toys and bags and everything. So what is it about their smell, you know, for their sense of smell or whatever, that's important for their stimulation? I mean, is it necessary? Is it needed? Does it make them happier? Yeah, oh, that's a lot of questions. Uh, I think I don't think it's necessary, and um, I I do think that when cats are indoor only, even when they have an outdoor enclosure, they do interact and they do run into a lot fewer smells than they would do in the wild or out or outside. So I think it's you know it's just a, a form to stimulate them to prevent boredom, and boredom is associated with inactivity and mental issues, and and also actually some physical problems. So. For that reason, it's it's good. Now, these plants in particular, yeah, it seems to make them happy. And I, I'm careful here because we can only tell 100% for sure when we have an opportunity to ask them, right? Uh, so far, we just have to interpret it. But it seems they are absolutely attracted to it. It's voluntary. And the response seems to be very blissful and very euphoric. So it's a really nice way to break things up to introduce a little bit more variety in their life which I think cats will enjoy because humans also enjoy it, right? Yes, of course. I mean, I'm sure there's been many, many, many studies done with smells and even, you know, with humans, with pheromones and animals too. So, but that's a whole other world that I don't know enough about to get into. So Sebastian, what can a pet parent do if they want to stimulate their cat with scents? But you also have to be careful because some scents and some plants are no good for cats. So what do you do? What would you advise pet parents if they, you know, have a cat that, you know, catnip, they could care less. It's like, eh, forget it. Doesn't do anything for me. So they want to stimulate their cat with something else. What could they do instead? Yeah. So I really like the Tessarian honeysuckle wood that you can purchase. Unfortunately, it's still only one place in Canada that sells these these pieces of wood. You can buy sawdust in a little bag or or actual slabs or large pieces of wood. It's from a place, it's called the Cat House Inc. in Alberta, Canada. And the reason I like it, because it's also to humans, it smells, it smells really good. It's, it has a fresh scent to it. And after a while, you can just get some sandpaper and, and clean it up a little bit. And it's good as new. So it will pretty much last a lifetime. Another thing that I um, really recommend is try to, to grow some, some herbs. Uh, most of the herbs are very safe for cats. And the plant that we just talked about, silvervine, it's, it's very safe. Cats can eat it if they want to. It's a little bit difficult to grow in places where there's a lot of sun and where it's very hot. It needs, it needs quite a lot of water. I think you should be able to grow it indoors because it doesn't need direct sunlight. And it's a beautiful plant. It grows pretty quickly, but it's, it's difficult to find. But if there are listeners who, who really want it, I'm growing some plants and, and I think uh, I, can, I can make some cuttings and I'll be happy to, to send them to people if they're interested. Be careful what you offer. Who knows? <laughs> you might be shipping some stuff to Japan or something. We are fortunate enough to have listeners from all over the world, although mostly in the U.S. So where can people find out more about, you know, the Cowboy Cat Ranch and what you do? And, you know, maybe if they want to make a donation, I don't know if you do that. Where can they find out more about you? So one thing that I needed to add that I didn't, uh, so for people in the United States on Amazon, if you search for SMAC, S-M-A-C-K, Silver Vine, you should be able to find something that's about $10 and it has Japanese text all over it, nothing in English. That's also something that you can use. So if you don't want to grow your own plant, that's definitely something that I would recommend to try out. Okay, that's good to know. And it's called SMAC. It sounds like it's a drug, like 
some kind of yeah, unfortunately, something, right? But it's M S M. Yeah, it's S M A C K. Unfortunately, people still associate it with drugs, and actually, some people are reluctant to give it to the cats because they do associate it with with human drugs. But with our latest study, we we actually showed that they're not related at all. So people don't have to worry about that. You're not you're not giving drugs. You know, your cat is not tripping. Your cat is not getting high or anything like that. And you can always always check with your veterinarian because if they're up on, you know, they should likely very aware of silver vines. So you could check with your veterinarian just in case you're not sure. Yeah, that's always a good idea. When we did the first study, we actually started off with a questionnaire to ask a whole bunch of veterinarians throughout the world how many were familiar with silver vine or tetarian honeysuckle. And the percentages were incredibly low, but maybe the, you know, the, the publications <laughs> that came out recently helped with it. But we do not take donations. If you want to help, I think what would be the best way to go about is we would love to hear from you, uh, starting with that. And then if you want to spend some money and help some cats, maybe you can buy some of the silver vine on Amazon or some of the Tatarian honeysuckle and then go to your local shelter and ask them if you can just hang around with the cats. Just have it available for them, uh, put it on the floor next to you, see what happens. I think it's a great experience for you and the cats will also absolutely love you. That's a great idea. And where can people find out more about the Cowboy Cat Ranch? So we have a website. If you Google Cowboy Cat Ranch, you should be redirected to cowboycatranch.org. And we're also on Twitter um, at Cowboy Cat Ranch. Okay, go check it out. And there's also links to your study. So if people want to find out more about your testing with cats and the various plants, there's some really interesting findings. Sebastian, thank you so much for coming on Catitude. Thank you so much for having me. What a great show. I hope everyone had a great time listening to my discussion with Sebastian about the Cowboy Cat Ranch and our talk about various plants for your cats. Be sure to check with your vet because, you know, we know catnip is pretty safe for just about all cats, but it's always good to check with your veterinarian, especially if your cat has any kind of special issues. I'd like to thank Sebastian, my guest today, for coming on Catitude. Thanks so much to my cat crew, Molly, Charlotte, Dennis, Sammy, and Jethro. Thanks to Nikki the dog that gets along with all the cats and um, is so patient with them and doesn't bark at them. And thank you all, of course, for listening to Catitude. I appreciate it so much. And a huge thank you to my producer, Mark Winter, for making me and my guests sound amazing. And remember, lose the attitude. Have Catitude. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.